Welcome to Experts on Call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Get expert advice on a variety of topics and hear what Ottawa business people have to offer. Ask questions, get answers. This is Experts on Call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Another Saturday afternoon on News Talk 580 CFRA as we continue our monthly discussion on topics that many, if not most of us, will need to deal with at some point in time. Losing a loved one is one of life's most painful realities, and beyond the grieving process, selected loved ones or special designates must complete and finalize paperwork, often requiring legal follow-up. I'm Dave Watts, and to help shed some light on a wide variety of issues and requirements at this difficult time is Neil Milton from Milton's Estates Law. Good afternoon once again, Neil. Good afternoon, Dave. Neil, we've covered a lot of ground in this monthly series of shows. Last time around, we looked into beneficiary designations. This time, we're going to delve into the rights and entitlements, perhaps issues relating to common law relationships at the death of a spouse. So, Neil, as always, let's start with a quick overview of your services. So Milton's Estates Law provides a full range of services for folks uh, related to estates. So everything from wills to probate to assistance administering estates, um, as well as resolving, helping families resolve disputes. So that's what we do. And we do it for folks uh, across the province. We help people everywhere in the province, but particularly in the Ottawa Valley. Let's talk about common law versus marriage as it relates to death of a spouse. Well, that's right, David. I wanted to try something a little bit different. You know, our previous shows, we've always talked about sort of an issue of law, which is very typical of lawyers. They want to talk about the law. But what I want to talk about for the next couple of weeks, I think, uh, is specific types of relationships and, and then illustrate the various different principles that apply to them. So lots and lots of couples don't get married. And that's particularly true, well, I think it's true across the entire age group. We see it both for young couples uh, who are just sort of trying out getting together, and we see it for older couples who may have come out of previous relationships and and might be a little bit gun-shy about getting married again. So it's really important to understand how uh, the law affects uh, these folks in common law relationships, because it's actually quite a bit more difficult and complicated than it is for married folks. You're either married or you're not. Uh, and it's can, it can cause a lot of pain for the, the survivors and for other family members. One of the first things I want to talk about, Dave, is how different the law is depending on the circumstances. So if, I, if you ask me, is someone a spouse, I ask you, why do you want to know? And you think, well, that's kind of crazy. And you say, well, actually, a spouse for tax purposes, so like CRA purposes, is very different from a spouse for divorce purposes, as for like the Family Law Act. So once someone's a spouse in Canadian law, they're treated, whether it's married or unmarried, uh, whether they're common law or married spouse, they're all going to be the same. But whether you get over that hurdle, are you a spouse or not, uh, depends on the particular legislation and the particular purpose. So perfect example, for CRA purposes, you can't. Two common law spouses become spouses if they've lived together for 12 months. And they cease to be common law if they've been apart for 90 days. In family law, totally different. So in, in Ontario family law, if they've been together without kids, this is, if they don't have kids in common, 
They have to be together for three years to get treated like spouses. And if they separate, they have to separate fully. So completely different <laughs> test, depending on which uh, provision, which legislation you're looking at. But once you're inside that treatment of you're a spouse, you're a spouse, then you're going to be treated like a married partner. Mm. Now, it might be kind of difficult, I would say, if, say, for example, a spouse happens to change common law partners frequently, how does that affect things? Well, that's right. So you can have multiple, you can have multiple partners, but if you think through this through what's most common, actually, is that you're still married and have one common law partner. So it's it's hard to meet the test for having lived continuously with more than one person for three years. So under Ontario um, family law legislation, so it's hard to be common law with two people. But it's quite easy to see how you could be a married spouse to one person and a common law spouse to another person. And so, yes, it happens. Without bigamy, you can have multiple spouses. Uh, one of the areas where that is super important is in pensions, because pension benefits in Ontario, the presumption is they flow to the spouse, the person who is the spouse at the time of death. And only if there's no spouse does the beneficiary designation on a pension kick in. But so you can have these fights about whether someone was or was not a spouse at the time of death, especially between the married but separated but not divorced spouse and the common law partner. So that can be quite common. Uh, related to that, uh, we believe it or not, we've had a number of cases where the family claims that two people were living together as roommates and weren't spouses, even if they'd lived together for years and years and years. Uh, and the test in the law is often of a conjugal relationship. Few of us have a lot of proof of whether our family members are actually in conjugal relationships. You know, maybe that's for the better. We don't know what's going on behind the doors. But you can get into these almost surreal situations where the surviving common law spouse is trying to prove that indeed they were a spouse of the deceased and not a roommate of the deceased. It's it's quite I think surprising to many people, but we've had a number of those cases in our firm alone. So that can drag things out considerably, I would I would I would say. It can drag things out a lot. And and I'm not encouraging you to keep videos, but um you know, if there's a way for you to prove that you were in a relationship. Uh if you're not going to get married, it is really helpful to keep to keep birthday cards uh and things like that because it's really hard to prove that you and someone else were uh, were common law partners, especially if you haven't been introduced to other members of the family. So if you're estranged from the family and you don't go to a bunch of events together, it's really hard to prove that you're not that you were spouses and not roommates. But it drags things out a lot. And of course, the issue it's it can be big bucks if we're talking about, for instance, uh, a pension. Uh, you know, a teacher or a civil servant, if they pass away, uh, that pension can be worth a very substantial amount of money and it can, will flow to the spouse, whoever that is. Neil, we're going to take a quick break on News Talk 580 CFRA's Experts on Call. Our conversation this hour deals with common law relationships at the death of a spouse. And our guest, of course, Neil Milton of Milton's Estates Law. We'll be right back. 
We'll return with more experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. 